with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Jesus said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then Jesus sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of the Lord. For many people these days, uh, the words power and authority can be pretty ambiguous terms. They may call to mind instances of abuse of authority or examples of oppressive power. Lately in Australia, in Queensland and, and other states and territories of Australia, certain forms of power and authority are being deeply challenged with protests of various kinds. Who would think that a group of people could block the Story Bridge or glue themselves to one of the bridges in town? And various kinds of protests about refugees and so on. We've also been uh, uh, experiencing disobedience of civil authorities and an attitude of irrelevance towards the church and church positions. Yet in another sense, we also crave authority and leadership as we face the ongoing spread of the pandemic. We desire clear, informed guidance from our politicians and health authorities. Only yesterday, when news broke yesterday morning about the virus spreading here in the surrounds of West Morton area, uh, I was waiting on the Bishop to say yes or no to go ahead with Masses this weekend. So I was waiting for the authority of the Bishop rather than me making the decision myself. I'm still waiting. We often say the media in Australia has enormous power. Indeed it does. Or the power has gone to his or her head because they were made the CEO or area manager or parish priest or whatever it is. If only that person would show more authority in their leadership. Power and authority are indeed a complicated topic for us. And each and every one of us, and people at home as well, each and every one of us have had experiences of power and authority in our own life 
and I would dare to say that they've been good experiences and also some not so good. This morning's first reading of the Gospel speak to us about power and authority, specifically Peter's authority in the Church and in the Kingdom of Heaven. In recent, in recent centuries, this Gospel has become the scriptural text that is used to explain and justify the power of the papacy. St. Peter was made the rock of the Church and was given the keys to the Kingdom of Heaven. And the Pope is called the successor of Peter. So Peter's authority becomes the Pope's authority. But why is St. Peter given this authority? And what can St. Matthew's account of Peter teach us about authority in the Church today? Three of the four Gospel readings this month feature an encounter between Jesus and uh, St. Peter. Two Sundays ago, in chapter 14, you might recall, you will because I was presiding here, uh, St. Peter saw Jesus walking on the water and went towards him and doubted and began to sink. And remember those words that Jesus said, you man of little faith. Next week, in the passage that immediately follows this morning's Gospel reading, we see St. Peter resisting the fate that awaits Jesus. He can't understand what's happening to the disciples and certainly can't understand uh, the, the, um, what's happening to Jesus. And Jesus admonishes him and says, Get behind me, Satan. You're an obstacle to what I'm doing. You're thinking not as God does, but as human beings does. Not a startling uh, comment from Jesus, is it really? In these passages that surround this morning's Gospel, St. Peter is clearly the imperfect disciple. His faith wavers. He misunderstands Jesus. And he sometimes just doesn't get it. We know that in our time, the successor of St. Peter and other church leaders still get things wrong and can be a stumbling block to Jesus' presence as well. But today we see a different moment in Peter's life. He gets something really important, really right here. He has a unique insight and proclaims. And he, with that insight, it stirs him to faith. And he proclaims that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. On the basis of this faith, on the basis of him allowing himself to be stirred and motivated by his belief, Jesus makes him the rock and the foundation of the church and invests him with authority and power in the kingdom of heaven, symbolised by the keys in binding and loosing. St. Peter is a flawed human being. He is, dare I say, certainly like me because I am a very flawed person. But if I could humbly suggest, St. Peter is also like yourself. Peter just doesn't get it. And he grasps. He really tries hard to work out what's going on. And he suddenly comes to that moment of faith. And he realises that Jesus is the one sent by the living God. And for Jesus, that moment of faith is good enough foundation for the church. 
Therefore, when we have our moments of faith and our moments of stirring within us, we too can be the foundation of the church. I want to be clear about this point, though. St. Peter has declared the rock and the foundation of the church not because of who he is or because of any particular skills that he has or degrees or, or what he's earned in his life and certainly not because he is a male. He's made the rock because he recognises who Jesus is. That's the foundation of his authority. He's motivated and stirred by faith. We, you and I, the children who've gone out, other people in our parish and beyond, we are the modern day disciples of Jesus. We have the same mandate as those first disciples. And if we do not act or speak as people of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, who will? Who will? We live in a world in which it's all too easy to feel embarrassed or hesitant to speak up about our faith. As followers of Jesus, we are called never to feel intimidated to announce the message of Jesus because God knows how much it is needed today in our workplaces, in our families, in our social settings. We need to be active in our faith. If we, each in our own way, pronounce peace, joy, love, justice, then the world will be more loving, more joyful, more peaceful and a just place. That's the simplicity and power of proclaiming Jesus today. This is the kind of lived authority, the kind of witness and testimony that opens the doors to the Kingdom of Heaven. This is what makes us credible. This is what will fill our churches. This is the authority that makes Christianity a credible force in our society. It's the kind of authority that we so desperately need from our church. But it's also the, the authority that we can all claim if we shape our hearts and our lives like Jesus' life and his heart. It is authority not based on our status because I'm an ordained priest or the status that you are another, a lay person or our academic degrees or our gender. It's an authority in line with St. Peter that is based on an intimacy and a lived familiarity with the gospel. So you and I can proclaim that Jesus is our Lord. But like St. Peter, we all can doubt our faith and begin to sink. We can misunderstand Jesus if we think only as humans do and not as God does. We can also become stumbling blocks to Jesus' transformation in the world. God invites us to walk on the water. Yes, even a big lump of a person like me, I can walk on the water knowing that God is with me. And you can too. It's our faith that draws us through anything in our lives. The turmoil in our personal relationships, the, the anxiety we might have about our financial situation. We can walk on the water of the fragility of those circumstances. 
to know that Jesus is the Christ, that we take up his cross and live lives that testify to our faith. May we do all we can this week to live our faith in a credible and authentic way and proclaim in whatever way we can that we are women and men of faith.